Hi there. Before we start the show, I want to say something about the tweets on the SkySpots page. Tweets that are derogatory, not just to women, but to everyone who has done so much to create equal opportunities for all. It reminds me of something Ellen DeGeneres said. The only thing that scares me more than space aliens is the idea that there aren't any space aliens. We can't be the best that creation has to offer. I pray we are not all there is. If so, we are in big trouble. Frankly, I don't think those people deserve to be responded to. So I just want to say something to the young girls out there who have had similar experiences. I know it is hard to understand, but sometimes painful, painful things like this happen. There are more people who support you than you know. Players and athletes, men and women, we've got your back. If someone says you're weird, say thank you. The future does not belong to the faint-hearted. It belongs to the brave. Every single one of you are trailblazers in your very own way. Don't let people discourage you. God bless every one of the boys and girls out there trying to create their own future. Thank you for listening. Here's the show. Welcome to the She Plays on Women's Football podcast. I'm your host, Harry Chan. As the Women's Bundesliga in Germany prepares to resume behind closed doors, the England Football Association is under fire for not supporting its women's team in resuming matches. First of all, let's go look at some news from this week. Sam Kerr, Chelsea's player and striker, her agent reviews that most WSL players want the season cancelled, saying that, quote, their minds have checked out already. More deficient as to how the WSL should or should not resume. Although there seems to be a consensus amongst the players, the Football Association has been criticised for failing to support the women's teams to resume training. Many journalists say that this is a matter of fairness. If protocols can be formed for the Premier League, why can't it be implemented for the WSL teams? Testing, safety measures, etc. are not paid by the Football Association and compared to the Women's Bundesliga in Germany, it is supported by the German Solidarity Fund, one of the key reasons why the Women's Bundesliga can resume. Good news for sports fans, the German Bundesliga is set to resume play tomorrow, making it the first major European football league to do so. Last week, we said that the WSL will very likely be cancelled, and now we have heard from different parties about the backlashes it will bring. The first question, relegation. Now, Brighton boss Hope Powell says that no women's Super League team should be relegated. At the moment, just to remind everyone again, Liverpool sits at the bottom, one point behind, but played an extra game over Bristol. However, it is important to remember that the WSL only consists of 22 games, 
and standings could change in just a few games. Currently, Liverpool have only 8 games to play, so in theory they can come back because if we look at the results, they only lost 3-2 to Arsenal. What a strike that is for Rachel Furness! Big volley, big moments, things are level. Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2. The key point to remember is that I think ending the season now is unfair, as Hopewell said, for the teams that would be relegated if the table is stopped right now. So my opinion is that there should be no relegation for this season uh, of WSL and the Women's Championship if it is cancelled. But the concern is that the Championship will end up with 10 teams after promoting Aston Villa, who is currently having a six-point lead against the second team in the championship. So if they promote a team into the WSL and not having the WSL relegate a team into the championship, they will end up with only 10 teams, meaning nine home games in a 10-month season, with less than one home game per month, making it hard to build support for a particular club in the championship. Now, my proposal is that we take this opportunity to expand the Women's Super League because the Women's Championship will very likely follow the Women's Super League. That means there will be no relegation. So my opinion is that they should actually promote one more team from Tier 3, which is currently declared null and void. But I think the FA should implement the same weighted system, that is, to divide the amount of games a team has played with the amount of points that they have, and to promote a team into the championship so that there's actually a trickle-down effect where those who deserve promotion or have the chance of gaining promotion is credited for the efforts and they are promoted into the league above them and that all leagues are actually expanded. Of course, at the lower part, you may have to promote two teams and there has to be some changes in the system, which of course is a radical proposal. But could expand the women's game throughout the FA system. Now the second question to ask is why are we here? Susan Rack, a writer for The Guardian, wrote an article titled quote, Hollow Promises of Equality are to blame if women's super league is cancelled. In it, she argues that the Football Association failed to actualize their promises to support women's football and compared to the Women's Bundesliga, as we have mentioned, which is supported by the German Solidarity Fund, is going to restart behind closed doors. To answer the question why we are here, we must look at the response to the coronavirus, which we sort of touched on last time, which is that in the United Kingdom, there is a slow start to implement lockdown policies, to implement social distancing policies, and compared to Germany, which is very efficient in their testing, treat, uh, treating patients, and contact tracing, and of course with a lower death rate, and with a more successful policy in the general terms to uh, restart really the economy and all the entertainment, which includes football. But then we also look at the Premier League. They could resume training as early as June 1st. They resume the training and they can resume matches after June 1st, that is. And yet the FA wants to cancel the women's war season, which the reason is 
obvious is that it's difficult and it's costly to implement safety measures because with the Football Association, it has insisted that the clubs pay for their own test centres and isolation, etc, etc. And you have to meet these requirements for you to restart training and ultimately to restart the Premier League. This is of course very costly to women's football and clubs, most of all, as we have explored last week, are not rich. So they're forced to accept ending the season and because they can't provide these safety measures, players also think they should end the season. And this is what Susan Rack argued and indicated and said that this is a show or a lack of support from the Football Association. And I totally agree with that. And my take personally is that it shows a deeper problem, something that we actually discussed, not in great detail, but talked about a bit in the last episode. That is, the Football Association does not have a sustainable plan to promote women's football in place. There's no fund like the German Solidarity Fund available to the Football Association to utilise to support women's football. We'll be back. In other news, Dutch midfielder Inessa Caveman has announced that she will leave Everton after a two-year spell at the club. The 24-year-old joined Everton in the summer of 2018 from Ajax. Meanwhile, Courtney Sweetman-Kirk has also left WSL's side Liverpool following the end of her contract. The 29-year-old was capped five times for the Lionesses U23s and signed from Everton in 2018 she scored 14 times in two years with the Reds. Hi there. Normally we will run our Crash Course segment now in focus, but instead this week we have decided to replace it with our special segment, The Voices, to support young girls and boys who are facing hardships in pursuing their dreams football or otherwise. In this segment, we will read out messages, tweets from fans, coaches or players who tell us why they like football, why they started in women's football, why they started supporting the team. This message comes from Amy Cutt, who is a Spurs supporter and her 10-year-old daughter has played for Spurs Women for the last two seasons. Here's the message that she sent us and we'll read it out now. Women's football means a lot to both myself and my family and we follow it religiously each week. It has been amazing to see all the progress over the last five years or so and these players are such good role models and also heroes for my daughter who dreams of becoming a professional footballer just like them. We go to as many Spurs games as we can and she has also had the chance to be the flag bearer and mascot for them too. Women's football is a massive part of our day-to-day lives and we can't wait to have it back. This message comes from one of my favourite head coaches, Juan Atmos, Spurs head coach, and this is his message. He typed it to us and we're going to read it out. I love football because it brings people together. It makes people work together for a common goal while having fun 
staying healthy and sharing a part of your life with others. some tweets that players and coaches tweeted out after seeing the comment section on the Sky Sports Twitter poll feed that we will attach to the show notes and with regards to the comments that we have responded to in at the beginning of the show. The first tweet is from Jess Carter at Chelsea. The fact that these comments regarding women's football are even made still to this day is embarrassing. We will continue to prove ourselves just like all the women who have paved the way for us did as well as inspire the next generation, girls and boys. The next tweet is from Spurs goalkeeper Chloe Morgan. I'm not entirely sure why anyone would feel the need to make sexist comments in response to the news that people could be losing their jobs in the middle of a global crisis. The next one is from Chelsea player Anita Asante. Not that I'm shocked, but there's a whole lot of toxic masculinity surfacing in the comments. To all those men and women who continue to support women's football and be wonderful advocates of our sport, thank you. To all the young girls out there, keep reaching out for your dreams. And the next one is from Casey Stoney, who is Manchester United's manager. It was a simple question of how to finish the Barclays WSL, and this was some of the responses. I will absolutely endeavour to ensure my little boys grow up with so much more respect for women and to know that my little girls are his equal. And the last one is from West Ham captain Jilly Flaherty. The first tweet she sent out, Trolls are one thing, cowards, too much of a trip to even put their own face as their profile picture. Instead I'm looking at a picture of the Queen with an Arsenal shirt on rolling on the floor laughing. If you are big enough to make comments, be big enough to show your face? No. And then her second tweet, I don't allow myself to get wound up over stupid comments, but today one comment actually made me do this. Someone actually tweeted and told me to put the dinner on. Listen, not even my partner says that to me, so what makes you think you can? Lastly, I want to read out a post that I wrote a few weeks ago for International Women's Day, just to end the Voices segment. Phil Naval, when asked about the style of play of England's women's team, said this, It's an FA philosophy. It's the way the senior men play, the way our pathway teams play, and ultimately I want us to play, and most importantly, It's the way the players want to play. That's more important than what I want. On International Women's Day, it's important that we celebrate the difference between men and women, in particular, all women in sports. Football aside, it is naive to think 
that gender equality is to have women do exactly what men do. The women's game is different, and it is not sexist to devise different tactics for the women's team. As Chelsea women's manager Emma Hayes said, women are treated like smaller men in football. On International Women's Day, we need to celebrate diversity and gender equity, not just gender equality. And I want to end this segment on a lighter note with a quote from one of my favorite talk show hosts, Ellen DeGeneres. Follow your passion. Stay true to yourself. Never follow someone else's path unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. And by all means, you should follow that. There we are reporting this news piece as it is coming in. The FAWSL and the Women Championship has been cancelled. It has been ended by the Football Association. They have not decided how they will award winners, how they will relegate teams, if or if there is no relegation at all. We are still following the news updates. Um, the show is recorded before this news release. So in the show you may hear us mention that the season has not been ended yet. So just to reconfirm and just to make everything clear, the season in the WSL and the championship, both of them have been cancelled. No more games will be played. They are not null and void. That means there will be some sort of results. There will be a league table. How they will calculate it, we are not sure yet. We will keep you updated through our social media accounts and we will definitely talk more about it in our next show. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. We'll be back next week, and thank you once again for listening. I'm Harry Chan, and this is the She Plays On Women's Football Podcast. Mm-hmm.